Hello, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Oh, what a visit. Good thing that Martha isn't allowed outside, otherwise she would get picked up by squirrels. Because she's nuts. (laughs) Let's continue with Knuckle, Chapter 7. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and It had been a late night for Nicholas. Once home, Nicholas was unable to sleep very well after his visit with his mother. Getting up way before the sun, he made coffee and put bread in the toaster, trying not to make too much noise to awaken everyone else. After buttering the toast and pouring himself a coffee, he sat at the kitchen table. He couldn't stop thinking about what his mother had said. Do the right thing like she tried to do. What did she mean? What did she try to do? Hearing a toilet flush, a few minutes later, Patricia walked into the kitchen. She poured herself a coffee and started making the girls' lunches for school. She asked Nicholas how he was doing. He replied that he was trying to figure out what his mother told him and that he wasn't going into work today. She asked him if he would like her to stay home with him. He replied that he was not going to be good company and that she should probably go do whatever she had on her agenda. Once the girls were gone to kindergarten and Patricia off to her superintendent responsibilities, Nicholas picked up the phone and called his uncle and aunt who raised him after his father was placed in a care home and Martha was institutionalized. An answering machine was reached, so Nicholas left a message asking them to call him when they had a chance. It wasn't until early evening after supper when the telephone rang. One of the twins answered it and then called for their dad. Taking the receiver, Nicholas said hello Hello. and found that it was his uncle returning his call. Sitting in the living room, Nicholas chatted at first to play catch-up with his uncle, for it had been a while since they had spoken. Once all the catching up was done, Nicholas then asked if his uncle could answer some questions for him. A good two hours later, and after hanging up the phone, Nicholas poured himself a good shot of brandy and then another. With the girls playing in their room, Patricia joined Nicholas, sitting down beside him. She could tell that he was visibly upset after talking to his uncle. Looking at her, he asked if she remembered him telling her about his father's accident. Patricia said she did. Nicholas told her that his mother said she was the cause of it. He repeated her story about her beckoning him to come closer one day with her hand stump, as she called it. Then later, his father having his legs crudely removed by the forks of the forklift. The reason, she said, was because his father was not part of the cursed bloodline, and that's why he was a victim. A look of worry splashed across Patricia's face. Seeing that, Nicholas reassured her that he was extremely careful with what he did with his fingers and hands at home, not putting anyone in danger. 
getting up, he poured himself another brandy and one for Patricia. She noticed that his hand was shaking as he poured their drinks. Sitting back down, he began telling her what else happened when he was five, repeating what his uncle told him during their conversation. After your father had his accident and went into a care home, it was just you and your mother. She had been examined by doctors, both physically and mentally, and after a few counseling sessions, she was still deemed to be able to care for you despite having the physical challenges now. And about a month after your father was placed in the care home, one day your mother went into the garage started up the lawnmower and turned it over and proceeded to thrust her hands into the spinning blade. A neighbor heard the screaming and forced the man door open to the garage and he found her uh, lying beside the lawnmower which was still running but her hands were horribly mangled and chopped so the hospital had to amputate what was left. Are you sure you want to hear this son? Okay, well, the neighbor also saw you sitting there beside her in a pool of her blood trying to wake her up. That's when you, you came to live with us. Your mom was reassessed and was placed into Hillsbury Sanitarium where she could be watched and treated properly. Then after a couple of months, a request was made by your mom to have supervised visits with you, with your aunt and or me, to supervise them at our place. The first ones were good. She seemed genuinely happy to see you. Then things kind of changed. She became withdrawn and not conversing or talking like the first couple of times. It was almost almost like she was starting to resent seeing you. She would talk under her breath, muttering some days. One day I had to work late, so it was just your aunt supervising that time. All of you were sitting in the living room when the doorbell rang, so your aunt went to answer the door. It was somebody taking a poll of some sort. After saying she wasn't interested and she closed the door, when your aunt went back into the living room, you and your mom weren't there. She heard the water get turned on in the kitchen, and when she went in, she saw your mother filling up the sink, and she was trying to drown you. Your aunt went to grab her, but your mom hit her with the stump of her arm, knocking your aunt to the floor. Your mom started again to stick your head in the water in the sink, and she was screaming something about a, a curse that will never stop, and that she had to end it, you know, whatever that meant. <clears throat> your aunt got up and grabbed one of the frying pans that we used to keep on the stove and clocked her in the back of the head. Your mom was knocked out, and she kind of dropped you on the counter. Your aunt grabbed you, ran to the neighbors, and called police. That's when us and you saw her for the last time. She was staying permanently at Hillsbury. After finishing what his uncle told him, Nicholas told Patricia that after he hung up, he was in shock. He got up from the couch and started pacing, saying to Patricia that his mother tried to kill him. 
The brandy was starting to kick in, which was helping Nicholas get things off his chest. Besides almost being murdered, he talked about how he never saw his father for 25 years. He asked Patricia not to take it the wrong way, that his uncle and aunt were fantastic step-parents, but they weren't his mother and father. Patricia agreed, but also added that they did a great job raising him into a loving and wonderful husband. Nicholas sat back down and started to cry. After a few minutes of ridding toxins out of his body via his tear ducts and blowing his nose, Nicholas said he felt better, but wasn't sure what to do. Delicately, Patricia mentioned to him that she had been doing some researching on her own and found something. Wiping his nose, Nicholas asked what she had found. Patricia then shared her research. She started by saying that she looked up the various finger-slash-hand gestures that he had done. For instance, she continued, The middle finger in Western culture is an obscene hand gesture. It communicated moderate to extreme contempt and also means, Fuck you. Continuing with pointing, as Nicholas did with the neighbor, who then was given third-degree burns, that is offensive and always rude in Malaysia. The OK sign in Brazil represents a bad, smelly body part, which again is offensive. It could also be offensive in some Middle East nations, the thumbs up that he used when his co-worker Gertie walked into the lunchroom. Its meaning is the same as the middle finger in America, in countries like Iran and surrounding areas. Every gesture that Nicholas used, she explained, was offensive somewhere in the world. She ended by saying that at least now they had an idea why using these gestures were hurting people. Nicholas looked at her, then hugged her, saying that this was some good news in the wake of everything that has been happening. He then now just needed a list of every rude gesture using the fingers and or hands that could potentially cause someone harm. At least, that's what he thought to be true.